1: Hello again, everyone. In this episode, I'd like to give you some ideas about other books to consult as you continue to develop your own views on this topic. I'll begin with The Inescapable Love of God, second edition, by Thomas Talbot. Talbot grew up in an evangelical home. After college, he attended an evangelical seminary and then went on to earn a Ph.D. in philosophy. He is Professor Emeritus of Philosophy at Willamette University in Salem, Oregon. Talbot's book is both biographical and scholarly. Although quite technical and precise, his book is aimed at a general audience, and the audio version of the book is narrated by George Saris and he does an excellent job with that. The next book I'd like to recommend is That All Shall Be Saved, Heaven, Hell, and Universal Salvation by David Bentley Hart. In this unavoidable and challenging book, Hart, a noted theologian, philosopher, and essayist, makes a profound and pointed case that the Christian universalist approach is the only one that finally makes sense out of the Christian tradition. Hart argues persuasively that if God is the good creator of all, God is also the savior of all without fail. Also, by David Bentley Hart, The New Testament, a translation. In this fresh, literal translation, Hart allows the reader to encounter the often jarring prose of the original Greek text of the New Testament. Hart also provides a translation which gets behind the ways many modern translations are influenced by previous doctrinal commitments. The footnotes and postscript contain very helpful commentary on a number of important Greek words and phrases which are relevant to the discussion of eternal destinies. Another book that helped me along the way is The Evangelical Universalist by Gregory MacDonald, now in a second edition. The author of this book, Robin Perry, wrote the book initially under the pen name of Gregory MacDonald, combining Gregory of Nyssa and George MacDonald. As a teenager, Perry became a Christian in England during a charismatic revival there. He became a school teacher and continued his own personal education to the doctoral level in biblical studies. Eventually, he started working in the field of theological publishing. Perry gradually came to his views. He was especially influenced in his thinking by Talbot's The Inescapable Love of God. Perry first published his views under the pen name Gregory MacDonald because at the time he was working for an evangelical publishing house and did not want to cause undue problems for his employer. He continues to work in the arena of theological publishing with Whitfenstock. And speaking of Whipfenstock and Robin Perry, I am particularly pleased with a series entitled A Larger Hope? Question mark, that he's involved with. The first edition in this series is entitled A Larger Hope? Question mark, Universal Salvation from Christian Beginnings to Julian of Norwich by Alaria Ramelli. This is a condensed, more affordable, and in some ways updated version of Ramelli's epic 1,000-page scholarly work, The Christian Doctrine of Apocatastasis, And I would highly recommend this as a good way to get an understanding about how the doctrine of apocatastasis or universal reconciliation developed in the early church. The second edition in this A Larger Hope series is titled A Larger Hope, Universal Salvation from the Reformation to the 19th Century by Robin Perry with Alaria Ramelli. Robin Perry, in this book with assistance from Alaria Ramelli, investigates some of the major figures associated with Christian universalism during this time period. Although not seeking to be a formal history, it does provide some excellent help in accurately situating these figures in historical context. Another volume is planned in the A Larger Hope? series, which will cover the 20th and 21st centuries. And then there's that book I mentioned before, which I might call the mother of all books on Christian universalism, The Christian Doctrine of Apocatastasis, a critical assessment from the New Testament to Areogena by Alaria Ramelli. This huge work is the ultimate academic resource for a detailed understanding of how the Christian hope of universal salvation developed in early Christianity. The word apocatastasis in the title refers to a Greek word found in Acts 3.21. Apocatastasis is often translated into English as The Restoration of All Things. This book is right at a thousand pages and was published by an academic press called Brill, which is only asking a little over $300 for it. Another book I'd like to recommend is Her Gates Will Never Be Shut, Hope Hell, and the New Jerusalem by Brad Jerzak. In this book, Brad Jerzak does an excellent job of tracing the history of the development of ideas about punishment in the afterlife. Jerzak comes from an evangelical background and grew up in what he now calls Infernalism. His spiritual journey has taken him towards membership in the Eastern Orthodox Church now. His book is a good source for an in-depth overview of the Gehenna tradition in Jerusalem and Christianity, Gehenna being one of the words translated as hell in the New Testament. He concludes his book in Part 3 with a hopeful reading of the Book of Revelation. The book's title is taken from a passage at the end of Revelation about the gates of the New Jerusalem always being opened. Jerzak himself is strongly hopeful that God will accomplish the ultimate redemption of all. Although he prefers to leave some room for mystery regarding the end of all things, he also is a bit concerned about the title of Universalist being applied to him. Another book worth consulting is Universal Salvation? The Current Debate edited by Robin A. Perry and Christian H. Partridge. This book features Thomas Talbot presenting the case for a Christian view of the salvation of all. Then, as the title suggests, his view is debated by other scholars, and at the end, Talbot replies to those who question him. And then there's an interesting collection of essays in the book All Shall Be Well, Explorations in Universal Salvation in Christian Theology, From Origin to Moltmann, edited by Gregory MacDonald. This book is a collection of scholarly essays which trace the various ways Christian universalism has been approached through the history of Christianity. The introductory essay by Gregory MacDonald, the pen name for Robin Perry, is very helpful as well. I would also recommend an important book by the noted theologian Jürgen Moltmann entitled The Coming of God, Christian Eschatology. Jürgen Moltmann is Professor Emeritus of Systematic Theology at the University of Tübingen. This book is an example of how a noted theologian works through the doctrine of eschatology, how God's ultimate purposes are finally realized. Moltmann argues in this book that the final consequence of the cross, of Christ, can only be a universal salvation. A book which gives a good overview of the discussion about eternal destinies is Four Views on Hell, 2nd Edition, published by Zondervan, edited by Preston Sprinkle. This book was updated in 2016 by Zondervan, an evangelically-oriented publishing house. The second edition of the book includes a chapter by Robin Perry entitled, A Universalist View. The inclusion of the chapter on the universalist point of view by Robin Perry, according to the book's editor, Preston Sprinkle, is very significant. In the first edition of the book, published in 1996, there was no inclusion of a Christian universalist view. Its inclusion in the second edition is based on the recognition by the book's editor that Perry's Christian Universalist view is an orthodox option for belief, one with which evangelicals must now grapple. This book is a good overview of the parameters of this discussion. And along those lines is the book Perspectives on Election, published by Broadman and Holman. Because another way to approach the question of how many will be saved is to look at it through the doctrine of election. Thomas Talbot contributes a chapter in this book entitled, Universal Election and the Inclusive Nature of Election. Other authors present contrasting points of view. This book gives a good example of how scholars from various Christian perspectives debate the topic of election. And then, of course, there is Love Wins by Rob Bell. Rob Bell was at one time an up-and-coming megachurch pastor in the world of evangelical Christianity. In Love Wins, he does not formally endorse a view of universal salvation, but he does give a good enough argument for its possibility that it did set off quite a controversy. His book helped ignite a resurgence of interest around the topic of Christian universalism, and it's become an important contribution to this conversation. I'd also like to recommend Heaven's Doors, Wider Than You Ever Believed by George Saris. In this very readable book, George Saris, a conservative Christian, narrates his journey into the belief that god will ultimately save all he started wondering about the problem of a loving god and an eternal hell in seminary after doing research on the topic he discovered that universal salvation was a view held in the early church and that there was some solid biblical arguments to be made for it cyrus is a professional christian actor and communicator and his book is both engaging and informative. He does an excellent job of describing how the doctrine of universal restoration was held by many in the early centuries of Christianity, and and a narrated version of the book is available on Audible, and George does the narration. I also enjoyed the book Flames of Love, Hell, and Universal Salvation by Heath Bradley. Heath Bradley is an ordained elder in the United Methodist Church. His book is a good introduction into the place of universal salvation in Christian theology. Bradley first began thinking in depth about universal salvation at the University of Arkansas when he was pursuing his M.A. in philosophy. As part of his studies in philosophy, he was assigned Thomas Talbot's book, The Inescapable Love of God. He ultimately found Talbot's arguments persuasive, and he continues to hope and believe in the ultimate salvation of all through Christ. The United Methodist Church does not teach universal salvation. Therefore, Bradley stands in tension with the official teaching of his church. And for those who want a really fair comparison of all the views on hell, I can happily recommend All You Want to Know About Hell, Three Christian Views of God's Final Solution to the Problem of Sin by Steve Gregg. Steve is a self-taught Bible student who grew up as a Bible-believing evangelical. Over time, Steve became aware of rumblings within evangelicalism with regard to doubts about the doctrine of hell as eternal conscious torment. Greg became aware of arguments within evangelicalism that God might just annihilate the damned, a much more humane solution. Greg also became aware of arguments, again arising out of evangelicalism, that the judgment of God is actually for the purification and restoration of all people. His book is an excellent illustration of how a regular Bible-believing person came to be aware of the problems surrounding the doctrine of hell as eternal torment. Greg concludes the book undecided as to whether Annihilation of the Wicked or Universal Salvation makes the stronger biblical argument. Although he does hope Universal Salvation is true in the end, he does an excellent job of setting out the arguments for all points of view, however. Another interesting book which looks at how Christian Universalism has been thought about is Christ Triumphant, Universalism Asserted as the Hope of the Gospel on the Authority of Reason, the Fathers, and Holy Scripture. Annotated edition by Thomas Allen, edited with an introductory essay and notes by Robin A. Perry with a foreword by Thomas Talbot. Thomas Allen was an English clergyman, 1838 to 1909. His writings on the topic of universal salvation show how a Christian from the 1800s approached these ideas. The extensive historical notes from Robin Perry are extremely illuminating, as well as the foreword by Thomas Talbot. I also want to recommend Raising Hell, spelled R-A-Z-I-N-G, Raising Hell, Rethinking Everything You've Been Taught About God's Wrath and Judgment, by Sharon Baker Putt. That's P-U-T-T. Putt's book grew out of her experiences teaching religion to college undergraduates. In her book, she lays out the reasons one may hope in a universal salvation for all. In the book, she left open the possibility that some may choose eternal hell, even when their souls are freed from all deception. However, since she released the book, she has made it clear in interviews that she is a Christian Universalist. Her view is that once the purifying judgment fires of God finally destroy all unrighteousness, the righteous person, being in their right mind, will freely choose redemption in Christ. Her book is an engagingly written overview of the topic. You might also want to check out The History of Time and the Genesis of You by Peter Hyatt. Hyatt grew up and then became a minister in a conservative Presbyterian denomination with a strong commitment to classic Calvinist doctrine. His eventual problem with the Calvinist doctrine of limited atonement caused him to have to leave his denomination. However, this led to his founding of the Sanctuary Denver Church. Hyatt may have lost standing in the church in which he grew up, but he never lost his sense of humor along the way. That sense of humor is apparent in the section at the end of his book entitled Everything Good and What the Hell? in which he outlines his reasons for believing God will ultimately make all things new. And one of the early books I read on Christian Universalism is Hope Beyond Hell, The Righteous Purpose of God's Judgment by Jerry Beauchemin. Jerry, spelled G-E-R-R-Y, is a lay evangelical minister. His commitment to a conservative approach to Scripture is clearly evident in his writing. He passionately presents his contention, that this point of view is not a departure from Scripture, but what Scripture reveals when read in its original languages and contexts. Another book that's been out for a while now is Destined for Salvation, God's Promise to Save Everyone by Kalen Freestad. That's K-A-L-E-N-F-R-I-S-T-A-D. Kalen is now a retired United Methodist minister. His book outlines the basic arguments for a Christian vision of universal salvation. Two of the most basic tenets of his faith are that God is unconditionally loving and is all powerful. In the book, Kalen brings together his many years of experience in ministry and his years of research on the hope that all will finally be saved. And here's a book that flies under the radar a bit God is a Gift Learning to Live in Grace by Doug Reed. And I say that this book flies under the radar a bit because Doug doesn't hit you in the face with Christian universalism in the book, but if you read it closely, you can find that the argument is there. Doug, by temperament, is a perfectionist. Over the years, this both fueled his success in ministry and contributed to a difficulty he had in fully comprehending the meaning of grace. He finally had to learn that God really is a gift, and then he had to learn how to live in grace. For him, it was like learning to walk all over again spiritually. His book is a deep reflection on the limitless capacity of grace. For those who might be dealing with trauma from growing up in a stringent hellfire version of Christianity, there is Spiritual Terrorism by Boyd Purcell. Purcell, who eventually became a professional counselor, had to overcome years of exposure to hyper-fear-based Christianity. In his book, he examines the effect of continued exposure to literal and legalistic interpretations of the Bible, which contain mixed messages about God's love and justice. His book offers a spiritual antidote for those who have been spiritually traumatized by these kinds of experiences. The next book is not about Christian universalism per se, but it does address a very important part of the discussion. It's Grace Beyond the Grave, Is Salvation Possible in the Afterlife? Question mark. A Biblical, Theological, and Pastoral Evaluation by Stephen Jonathan. Stephen Jonathan's reflections on the possibility of grace beyond the grave grew out of his experiences in evangelical ministry. In the introduction, he writes about his struggle to responsibly answer the questions his church members had about this topic. That study eventually led to a large research project. He regards the question of whether there will be an ultimate universal salvation as beyond the scope of his book. His main purpose is just to evaluate the possibility that God continues to pursue the lost even after death for the purpose of their salvation. Grace Beyond the Grave offers a focused evaluation of this single issue. I'd also like to note a recent book on Christian universalism entitled Jesus Undefeated, Condemning the False Doctrine of Eternal Torment by Keith Giles, spelled G-I-L-E-S. Keith points out how it is that Christians have, from the earliest times, had three views of hell, eternal torment, annihilation, and universal reconciliation, or patristic universalism. Giles is especially concerned to show the difficulties with the eternal torment view. Beyond that, he gives the cases for annihilation and universal reconciliation. He ultimately supports universal reconciliation as the best approach. He makes good use of quotes from early church fathers and gives an impressive summary of quotes from them in an appendix. Giles is especially concerned to show the significance of the destruction of the Jerusalem Temple in 70 AD. I'd also like to mention Raising Hell, R A I S -S 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 I N G, hell, the short and sweet version. Christianity's Most Damaging Doctrine Under Fire by Julie Ferwerda. Julie grew up in the evangelical church. She began to investigate the possibility of God saving all through Christ when her teenage daughter was considering leaving the Christian faith over the doctrine of eternal hell. In the age of the Internet, she was able to do a great deal of research on her own. Her book is a good example of how an average person with above-average determination finds their way to believing that God will finally save all. She has a full-length version of her book as well, but the short and sweet version does a good job of quickly hitting all the highlights of her argument. And there's the following book, which has been in development for a while now. It's entitled Confessions of a Tomboy Grandma on the Eternal Destiny of the Human Race by Diane Castro. Diane Castro is another example of a, quote, average person who demonstrates above-average determination to show how she has come to believe in the ultimate salvation of humanity. In the most current edition of her book, she writes in the introduction that, In Reflections of a Tomboy Grandma, there were only whispers of the grand truth that has undergirded and energized my life for the last decade. In this present book, I openly confess that I believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. And will actually save the whole world. Not only will I offend many evangelicals for believing that Jesus will save all, I will also offend others by saying that Jesus is the only way to salvation. But no matter what religion you profess, if any, or where you might be on the spiritual spectrum, from confirmed fundamentalist to hardcore atheist, I encourage you to keep reading. And that's a good note on which to end this list of recommended reading in favor of Christian universalism. My experience is that there is lots of diversity of opinion among those who consider themselves to be Christian universalists. So I invite you to keep on reading, not only just books that are in support of Christian universalism, but also those which call it into question. In my recommended reading list, there are already some books which do this, particularly Zondervan's second edition of Four Views on Hell, and then there's Universal Salvation, The Current Debate. And there's All You Want to Know About Hell, Three Christian Views of God's Final Solution to the Problem of Sin by Steve Gregg. There's the Perspectives on Election book that Broadman and Holman publishers put out. And when it comes to books against Christian universalism, Diane Castro, at the end of Tomboy Grandma, also provides a good listing of these kinds of books. They are Hell Under Fire, Modern Scholarship Reinvents Eternal Punishment, edited by Christopher W. Morgan and Robert A. Peterson. God Wins, Heaven, Hell, and Why the Good News is Better Than Love Wins by Mark Galley, spelled G-A-L-L-I. And then, Erasing Hell, What God Said About Eternity and the Things We've Made Up by Francis Chan and Preston Sprinkle. Although with this book, it's interesting to note that Preston Sprinkle, the scholar who worked with Francis Chan on the book, since the writing of the book has become more open to annihilationism, And he's also made it clear that he thinks it's possible to hold an orthodox view of Christian universalism, even though he remains unconvinced. And then, there's The Devil's Redemption, A New History and Interpretation of Christian Universalism by Michael J. McClyman. This massive two-volume work deserves special note. It represents a high watermark against Christian universalism, even regarding Christian universalism to be a threat to the very core of the Christian faith. Its arguments have been responded to by David Bentley Hart, Robin Perry, Thomas Talbot, and Alaria Ramelli. But in a way, this two-volume work is kind of a guide to the many voices who have actually advocated for this view and against it over the centuries. And then there's also "The Fire That Consumes: A Biblical and Historical Study of the Doctrine of Final Punishment" by Edward Fudge. In this book, Fudge argues for the annihilationism point of view. And finally, I would like to also add that Diane Castro, in her most recent edition of her book, gives a review of my own book, Grace Saves All, writing, this new 2020 book makes the case that the grace of God is powerful enough to save all, and that he will certainly do it. As Artman says in the introduction, grace is amazing, about this all Christians agree, yet nearly all forms of Christianity put significant limits on grace. Artman strips away all those limits without downplaying the consequences of sin or neglecting the necessity for personal repentance. With a foreword by Brad Jerzak and an afterward by Thomas Talbot, plus endorsements by other leading Christian universalists, this book is highly recommended. Hey, what do you know? I made somebody's list. It's an exciting time to be investigating this topic. Who knows, you might even write your own book on this topic. So, happy reading and perhaps even writing. Sorry for those books I wasn't able to get on the list because there are certainly more. But if you look at all of these books and keep your eyes open, you'll end up finding them as well. And I look forward to visiting with you next time as we continue on this journey in which we are believing that grace saves all.
0: Thank you for joining us in this episode of Grace Saves All. You can help spread the word by sharing this podcast with others and by giving it a rating on iTunes. If you want to find out more about David, or if you'd like to leave him a message, go to his website, davidartman.net. In the meantime, let's work together to help a hurting world know about the greatest news ever announced.